0: Hi there, welcome to Thrive Church Podcast here in Puyallup, Washington. We're so glad you found us and hope you enjoy listening to this summer of the week. All right. How are we doing this morning? Good. I am just, I'm just excited. Family momentum. That is an exciting thought. I mean, um. I believe that God really is releasing this out of heaven. It was was actually uh, not long after I had determined in my spirit that this is what I was going to declare over our year, that I actually saw other prophetic voices from around the world declaring really similar things. And I'm like, that is awesome. It's so awesome to kind of get the confirmation that there are things that that people are seeing that kind of line up with what we're seeing and what I'm seeing. So anyway, I was really encouraged about that. But let me give you... um, Still uh, a couple thoughts on what the family momentum looks like. Um, I think that this is this is going to be a year where we experience uh, where things may may um, expand. <sighs> Uh, obviously, I'll get into this a little bit later, so I probably won't stay here much. But I just believe that it really is the word of the Lord that there's something that He's releasing out of heaven. I believe it's always true that God is is moving us from glory to glory. That's always true. That's not something that only happens when uh, once in a while when we declare something like family momentum. But He's always moving and always growing and increasing. Um, his kingdom is never the increase of His kingdom never ends. That's what Scripture teaches. So it's increasing. Um, but I just sense that there's something that's being released out of heaven. That is, uh, that is uh, the, the increase of momentum. It is acceleration. It is something that's moving us into a greater manifestation uh, of his kingdom and his glory. So I'm excited, excited for that story behind this declaration. I want to tell this story because, um, this is a, a powerful story, um, family momentum came from a dream I had. Um, by the way, um, God has been uh, releasing dreams to Angie and I much more consistently than we've experienced before. And um, so even that is momentum in itself. I mean, how many how many love to like dream a God dream? I mean, I love that. I mean, and I love waking up and all of a sudden it's I'm Struck by what the Lord revealed, and I don't always understand it. How many of you are the same thing? You know, I don't know what this means. Sometimes for me, there's been dreams that I've had um, that I've I've processed and on, meditated on for a long time. Just like, God, what is, what does that mean? Uh, There's one particular dream that I can think of that's probably about, I don't know, five, six years ago that God released this huge dream that I still check in with that dream from time to time. Like, God, where am I at in that story now? Like, what's going on in my life, in our church or whatever, in the kingdom it's kind of connected to where the kind of the progress of that dream I don't know that's just where I am so I process those kind of things and I, um, I like to do that but I had a dream and in that dream God uh, this this phrase family momentum came up I shared about this dream few weeks back, um, and so i you guys have probably already heard it if you've been here for the last several weeks, um, but the dream was fairly simple. I, I was, I saw myself here in our building, and we were, I was actually down the back end um and I was seeing all the children. I mean, there were a ton of children that were down in the hallways, and it was there was just a lot of activity going on. There were the kids were doing fun stuff, and uh, they were being boisterous, like like kids are and like to be, and having a good time. And uh, it wasn't it wasn't quiet. It wasn't like um, it wasn't like um, what we would typically classify as holy, but it was like. Activity and energy and fun and and um, I, I personally think that that kind of activity is holy to the Lord he loves that kind of stuff so um, anyway um, I've seen that there was a friend of mine who was in the mother's room uh, he's a man <laughs> I don't know why he was in there but he was doing he was actually teaching a music lesson he was giving a a lesson to someone on like the congas <laughs> like uh, the drum, a djembe or something uh, like a drum that you hit with your hand. Uh, so he was in there giving a lesson, and I was kind of peeking through the window and watching uh, him teach this this younger person how to play this instrument. and And then I walked through the foyer and into this room, and in here there was again all kinds of activity. There was uh, there were young adults um, just. Filling the room. And there was probably 40 or more of them just kind of in here. And it wasn't like a church service. It was like they were playing. They're like throwing the baseball around. And uh, and you know how dreams are a little bit weird. You know, you would never let them do that in real life. But like, (laughs) but you get to do things in your dreams that you could never do um, in real life. So (laughs) they were throwing stuff around in here. They were having a good time. They were, they were chatting. They were, they were, it, it was, there was laughter. It was a lot of fun and then at one point they actually left and went to play a game at the, at the park and then they were coming back in, they were kind of filing back through the door, actually they were coming through this door on the side and coming in through, um, in through this door which of course we have locked now it doesn't, doesn't really work but that's what I was seeing and um, they were just again they were throwing the ball around and having a good time laughing, making jokes, I kind of connected with a couple individuals and talked with them about their life right now and what's going on and the energy. That they were experiencing. It was really good. It was really excited. There was a lot of energy surrounding it. Um, at some point, I ended up having a check in my hand, which I like. My, I like dreams with checks in them. Uh, how about you? <laughs> Whenever there's a check, I like it. I like them in real life just as much as in my dreams. Um, but, um, so I'm having this uh, this uh, this check is in my hand, and I notice that the check number is check number six twenty two. How many of you remember when I shared about this dream a few weeks ago? Okay, so I um, the number of the check was six twenty two, and immediately in my dream, while I'm still dreaming, I know that this has to do with Isaiah, that it comes out of somewhere in Isaiah, and um, I told you my 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 process. I got up in the morning after I'd had this dream. And I went looking for Isaiah 6, verse 22, and found out that it doesn't exist. Um, Isaiah 6 uh, ends at verse 13. Um, So I was kind of bummed. I'm like, that really stinks, because now I don't know where to look. And now it feels like, well, this is just maybe something that I made up or some bad pizza right so I'm thinking uh, bummer and then uh, the Holy Spirit whispered to me in my ear and said why don't you try Isaiah 62 verse 2 uh, and it, there is an Isaiah 62 two. and um, uh, this dream related to the church name change I, the, I shared about that a few weeks ago um, the check number 622 here's the scripture Isaiah 62 verse 2 says, uh, the nations will see your righteousness and all kings your glory and you will be called by a new name which the mouth of the Lord will designate. And for those of you that don't know, we are in the process of, of changing the name of our church from what has been Citygate Church for about the last 16 years to thrive and uh, we're really excited about that believe that this is the lord that the the name the, the lord has given us it was, it was the designation of the lord um so that was the the verse that god showed me this in this in this dream and then um but i didn't tell you this part um some of you that i've shared that dream with aside from when i shared it in the message a few weeks back i did share this but so some of you've heard it but also what i knew that's that, that check number 622 meant what it stood for. I was like one of those, I mean, I don't know. You just, I just knew it. I knew it came from Isaiah and I knew that it had to do with family momentum. That phrase was just stuck in my spirit when I, when I heard this, uh, when I saw this check number in the dream. And this is again all while I'm sleeping. I didn't wake up and think that that phrase that was in my dream. I knew it was about family momentum. As I've been meditating on this and just chewing on it, like I said, I do, kind of just asking the Lord, God, yeah, what what is this about? What are you saying? what uh, What are you trying to show me through this idea of family momentum? He began to tell me that uh, that all of Isaiah 62 talks about family momentum, the whole chapter. So um, I'm not going to apologize for the fact that we're going to read some scripture this morning. The Bible is a really good thing, Uh, but we're going to go through several verses. Uh, You can open it up in your own Bible if you want, or I'm going to have them up here on the screen, the verses. There's 12 verses uh, in Isaiah chapter 62, and it all talks about family momentum. All right. I hope not every screen does that. I bet, we'll see, I probably, I probably made this like that with my PowerPoint, so forgive me. All right, Isaiah 62, starting at verse one. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake, I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. The nations will see your righteousness and all kings your glory, and you will be called by a new name which the mouth of the Lord will will designate. Yep, here it comes. (sighs) I didn't mean for this much animation here, so sorry. Verse 3, You will also be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. It will no longer be said to you forsaken, nor to your land will it any longer be said desolate, but you will be called, My delight is in her, uh, and your land married. For the Lord delights in you, and to him your land will be married." For as a young man marries a virgin, so your sons will marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so your God will rejoice over you. On your walls, O Jerusalem, I have appointed watchmen. All day and all night they will never keep silent. You who remind the Lord, take no rest for yourselves. And give him no rest until he establishes and makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. The Lord has sworn by his right hand and by his strong arm. I will never again give your grain as food for your enemies, nor will foreigners drink your new wine for which you have labored. But those who garner it will eat it and praise the Lord. And those who gather it will drink it in the courts of my sanctuary. Go through, go through the gates. Clear the way for the people. Build up, build up the highway. Remove the stones. Lift up a standard over the peoples. Behold, the Lord is proclaimed to the end of the earth. Say to the daughter of Zion, lo, your salvation comes. Behold, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. And they will call them the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And you will be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. That's a really great chapter. So you can read that again on your own as many times as you want. I've read it many times over the last several months uh, as I've been meditating on this. <laughs> All right, I want to talk about it some some more. Verse 1 is where the momentum starts. Uh, verse 1, uh, it, it's starting with the, the, the Lord revealing His purpose to the prophet um the, the prophet sees and understands what the lord's about to do and he begins to make this proclamation and, and what he says is he says i'm gonna i'm gonna proclaim it and i'm not gonna keep silent until the fullness comes um i won't I'm, uh, until until jerusalem is a praise until until the nation see what's happening i'm not gonna keep silent um And how many understand that the Lord doesn't do anything without revealing it to his servant, the prophets? That's something that's a scripture, uh, but he always reveals things to his people that are listening in, who are looking into the spirit to see what he's saying and to hear hear what he's doing. He reveals what he's about to do to the prophetic people. How many know that in Christ, we all get to be the prophetic people? There are those who are gifted in that and maybe in a greater measure than than others, but we all get to experience that. So as we start to step into a new season, as God begins to do something new, as he's releasing something from heaven, he begins to let people know, like, what's going to be happening? People who are tuning in start to hear the words of the Lord. They start to hear his heart. They start to understand what is about to happen. And that's what happens here in this passage is Isaiah hears something or understands something from the Lord and begins to declare it. And he says, I'm going to keep declaring this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to announce it, and I'm going to keep, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop proclaiming it. I'm going to shout it out, and I'm going to keep going after it until the fullness of it is, is there, until I see the fullness. And what the fullness is, the purpose is this, Zion's righteousness shining with brightness and her salvation like a burning torch. So basically he's talking, he's talking to these, he's seeing this this Zion, which is representative of the new Jerusalem, a lot there I'm not going into, but the the purpose that Isaiah is seeing is that he's seeing this city, uh, this, this people be exalted, being, uh, having this momentum around them that's beginning to build and he's going to keep declaring that there's going to be, there's going to be this righteousness shining on them, that the the nations are going to see it. That you see in verse 2 uh, the nations are gonna see it everybody's gonna hear about it and until it comes to the fullness where it's it's so bright and and, and burning like a torch he's gonna keep declaring it he's, he's filled with passion and, and he's just he's not gonna keep silent until the fullness of is revealed um, I want to tell you this morning that that's how I feel about what God is doing right here in our midst. I feel like he's given me a glimpse of what's about to happen, what he wants to birth in our church, what he wants to birth in our city. And I'm not going to keep silent about it. I'm going to keep declaring that he wants us to impact our city. He wants to release the kingdom of God in our, in our city, the supernatural power of God being released, healing, the power of God released in our city encounters with God at a measure and a that, that. That have not, has not ever been seen in our city. How many understand that, that God has done some stuff in our city before? I was actually at a printer's um, just this week uh, and I was talking with them and, and they told me that they, their building is actually, and it's right here in town, actually about a block away from here. He, he told me that his building is built on a spot where there used to be tent revivals right here in Puyallup. And, and, and so I'm like, God's done some stuff, in our city before, but let me tell you what his intention is. He wants to do something that no eye has seen, that no ear has ever heard. He wants to do something that causes the hearts of his people to rise up, and he wants to draw in every man, woman, and child in all of our city and region so that nobody doesn't know what he's doing. He wants to release something that causes uh, you to come alive some of the songs we sang this morning birthed out of my uh, I didn't write any of those songs but some of those songs I picked them because they they communicated the idea of resurrection they communicated the idea of God bringing life into darkness God bringing uh, hope into hopeless situations that's what God wants to birth in our city and he wants to do it through you and me Sorry if I'm getting excited. I'm not really very sorry. <laughs> Verse two and three, it basically says that, that all kings will see what begins to take place. All nations will know as it's as the momentum is building, everybody's gonna take notice. <clears throat> and when it says kings here in, in the in the scripture, it's not just saying everybody's gonna know about it. It's saying it's going to be happening at such a level that the kings those that are in uh, the realms of influence and authority in all realms—they're going to take notice of it. They're going to go, "What is going on there?" Because something massive is happening. They're aware of it. It's not just like a little rumor they heard. It's not like a little news report that they heard about. It's actually something so monumental that that they are like uh, the kings are saying, "What is going on there?" That's what this, kind of, this, is, this is identifying here. We'll be called by a new name. Of course, for us, that's a big deal right now. We're changing our name. We're, we're becoming Thrive. And, um, but I want to point out that the name change isn't the impetus that starts this momentum it's a part of that momentum but it's actually what he wants to create around that that causes the name to be changed if he didn't have any intentions to do something that 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 that, that was going to cause the nations to take notice if he wasn't going to do something and release something that was that was going to bring some transformation the name change wasn't necessary but the name change became a part of what has to happen in order for what he is doing the momentum that he is releasing to be to be released in the earth it has to it's a it's a part of that move and it's about identity god's intention is for this momentum to shift identity Uh, now obviously we've talked about that a couple weeks back so i'm not going to get too deep into that but when when the names when god gives a name in scripture it always is connected to identity always And so when he's bringing a new name, there's an identity that he's releasing. And he's doing that in his people right here. Now, he's doing it in our church, but he's speaking it over our whole region right now. He's releasing something that is changing the name of whose people are in this this city and in this region. Because there's something he's about to birth that he wants people to take notice of. And it requires an identity shift. It's good stuff says in verse 3 that we'll be a royal crown in his hand something that's beautiful and remarkably valuable uh, that he's holding up and it's not just like look I have a crown he's, he's got a crown in his hand and he's and it's a crown of beauty that he's displaying would you check this out look at what I've got here it's about um, it's about making it noticeable it's about it's about putting it on display for everyone to see that's what he's doing. That's what he's releasing over us. All right, verses 4 and 5. What is going to be the result of this momentum that's happening? Um, it says that you will no longer be called forsaken. I want to speak this over, over our church. There, have, there has been, uh, in, in, in the DNA of this church, this mindset that said we've been called forsaken. Now, some of you may not uh, resonate with that but I guarantee you that those who have been here for uh, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years they can recognize this feeling of we've been a city forsaken we felt like that it was never the truth just making that really clear it's never been how God saw us but sometimes inside, we felt like we were, we were passed over. We were forsaken. Things weren't happening here like we wanted to see them happen. We had dreams. We had hopes. But they weren't coming to pass like we anticipated. It says, we will no longer be called forsaken. Your land will cease to be known as desolate. There's a new identity that's coming. It's being released over us even now. If you're, if you can just step into the Spirit, you're gonna, you're gonna begin to receive new identity. It's no longer forsaken, no longer desolate. Instead, known as the city God delights in. The word in, in, in a lot of translations is Hepziva. It's like, you'll be known as Hepzibah. But the translation I chose doesn't say that because I wanted you to understand what it means because I don't know what that means except for it tells me. And what it means is we're the city. God delights in. He, he, he looks, when he thinks about you as an individual, he doesn't think, man, you're screwing up he thinks you are someone I made so amazing and perfect. I delight in you. I think there's no one like you. There's no other that can carry the kingdom of God like you can carry it. There's no one who can reflect my beauty and my glory like you can. And he speaks, he sees that over us individually, but he also sees it over us as a church. No one, no other church in our city or our region, can carry the glory of God like we can. I'm not saying they're bad churches, and this is the only good one. I'm not saying that at all. There's a lot of great churches. I have relationship with a lot of pastors in our city, and I'm telling you, there's some good churches here. But they're, we're each unique. We carry something that none of the other ones carry. And when we, when we carry an identity that says, well, we're forsaken or there's a desolation that we've experienced, uh, I, I, we're not set up to be able to actually release the glory that's on us to the world around us. So God's changing that identity. We're known as the city he delights in also says your land will be called married. The word in most translations is Beulah. Um, I like to say that because I know Angie's grandma. That was her name. Grandma Beulah. That, that name means married. And it says that, that, that our land will be married to the Lord. Just think about that for a second. That's what other people are going to say about you. They're going to look at your life. They're going to look at our lives and they're going to say, man, you just, you are so close to, you're married to God. I can just see his hand in everything that goes on in your life. His, his presence is so near you. You you guys, you are, you're married to the Lord. You're connected in such an, an intimate personal connection with God. It's, it's amazing. You must be married to the Lord. Isn't that powerful? All right. It's powerful, but I still have to finish today. All right. Verse 5 through 7. This shows, these scriptures show the strategy for fulfillment of the promise. This is really powerful. I love this. Um, It says, this is Isaiah speaking, and he says, I have appointed watchmen for your walls, Jerusalem, and I've instructed them to never be silent these are watchmen remember watchmen do what they watch but these watchmen are doing something different than watching he's told them don't just watch speak never keep silent and then it it says you who remind the Lord (laughs) which one of you is that by the way You who remind the Lord, take no rest for yourselves, it says. Don't rest. If you're reminding the Lord about his promises, don't stop reminding him. That's what these watchmen are speaking. They're like, Lord, you promised there's going to be a move of God here. There's going to be something massive that you release in our city here, right through this people. There's going to be something birthed right in this little church. There's going to be something massive that God releases over this city and over our region, so much so that the nations will hear about it. Don't stop reminding the Lord of what his promise is. That's the strategy right there. That's it. And it says this, give him no rest until he establishes you as a praise in the earth. Give God. This is what it says right in the scripture. It says, don't let God rest until he completes and fulfills his promise to you. Don't let him do it. That's <laughs> your job. It's our job to not let God rest. I don't have the, the the exact verbiage of that passage, but that's exactly in there. If you're looking at your scripture, your Bible right now, it says, "Don't let him rest. Give him no rest until he establishes you as a praise in the earth. Until the purpose that he sent that he spoke over us is completed." This is our assignment until the fullness shows up. Continue to speak and declare what God has declared over us, to remind him of his promises, to say, you know, God, it's not quite here yet. There's blessing that I've seen. There's some good things happen in my life, but God, it's not the fullness yet. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. God, keep releasing breakthrough. Keep releasing the fullness of your promise. Don't let it stop. Don't, I mean, if God like starts to kind of turn his head away. Whoa, God, no. Don't forget your promise here. Don't forget what you've spoken over us. Generation after generation, you've said you're going to release something here. You're going to do something here out of this church, out of this city. You're going to do... God, don't turn your eyes. Because we're here. We're reminding you. We're not letting you rest until... Yeah. I mean I don't know if you guys are kind of getting that passion that this that Isaiah is releasing in this scripture. And, and I'm of course I'm taking this and, and it applied to something entirely differently, but I know that God's speaking it over us. He's releasing it over us right now. Give him no rest. Verses eight and nine. Uh our glimpses of God's promise—what they, what will, what will forever shift as this momentum continues to build and move forward—it it says never again. It's actually what it says is, I have sworn by my right arm, my strength, my I've sworn by myself and the strength that I have that never again. Everybody say never again. This is God's declaration over. Us and he says, Never again will the enemy come and take your harvest. Never again will you have grapes that are made to build to make some beautiful wine. I don't know, there's, a two, there's two things that this speaks. Number one, the grain um, it, it speaks of in this passage. It's like, that's just like our sustenance. Sometimes uh, our very sustenance has been stolen. Uh, the thing that, that gives us the ability to, to actually meet the needs that we have, that's been stolen. The enemy comes in. The actual picture here is very much like what we see if we're looking at the story in Judges of Gideon, where Gideon uh, is hiding in the winepress, and he's he's threshing grain in the wine press because the Midianites are coming constantly and they're stealing their harvest. So he's hiding out in the wine press, hoping nobody notices. And he's threshing the grain there because the enemy's come in and stolen from them. Uh, the enemy has stolen uh, our very sustenance. Sometimes, what gives us the ability to survive, what gives us the ability to take care of our needs. But the wine represents something a little bit different. And it represents a lot of different things. But I, I think the first thing that it represents is bounty and celebration. It represents, I mean, when you are actually having wine, it's a celebration. It's like we're going to party now. And the enemy has stolen what's given us the party for so long. And God declares never again (laughs) the party's starting now never again are they gonna take your party away I think it also represents the release of the Holy Spirit. The wine, obviously, is a picture, uh, a type of the Holy Spirit um, being released. It also is that. And the enemy's not going to rob us from the fullness of God's Spirit and His presence being released. Breakthrough, miracles. We've pressed towards healing and miracles and signs and wonders, believing that's God's inheritance for us to walk in as sons and daughters it is. And, And yet... We've not seen the fullness of what we want to see there. I've, I've had the privilege of seeing just a tiny glimpse of what I know God has in his heart to release, what, what Jesus paid for. I've just seen a tiny glimpse of it in my own life, just uh, little little healings that I've had the the privilege of being a part of, and I I love what I've seen. I'm not I'm not at all saying, well, that's not that's not a real miracle. It, they were wonderful things, and many of you have had similar experiences, things that have happened that are like I can't. That was amazing. I saw God heal uh, my own body, or I saw God heal someone else, but. I want to see the fullness. How many of you want to see the fullness of what God released, what Jesus paid for at the cross? How many want to see that fullness reflected around us? God's the one that's declaring never again will those things be robbed from us. All right. Verses 10 through 12 starts with a call to activation, to prepare the way for us to enter into that fullness. It actually says, um, go through, go through the gates. Um, (laughs) Having been City Gate Church for 16 years now, when I I saw that verse, it was just impossible for me not to, to correlate the gates with our name that we have had Uh, and what he says there is go through the gates Uh, it just was another confirmation for me about the changes that we're making but but God says go through the gates and this picture is he's speaking to this the people of Jerusalem and he's saying go through go through the gates go outside of the city and begin to make ready the roads because people are going to be coming because of what's going to be happening here. Go out and make ready the roads. Prepare the way for them to come in because it's going to be happening. Um, Tell the people... I mean, just picture this. They're, these people are going out of the city and they're, they're encountering others out there. And what are they supposed to tell them? Today is the day of salvation. Rob, today is the day of breakthrough. Today is the day where something new is happening in your life. Today is the day where, where things that were stuck before are no longer stuck. Things that, today is the day. Go tell people let people know that today is the day prepare the way go outside the gates go outside of your normal routine go outside of what's normal for you and begin to declare God's releasing something powerful God's releasing something new today is the day of salvation it says the Lord tell them this tell them the Lord is here and he brought his reward with him (laughs) I mean come on right? God's showing up and he's not coming empty handed. He's coming with the fulfillment of the promises that he's spoken over your life. He's coming with the release that's going to bring. He's got the rewards with him. Everything he has promised, the blessings of God. He's got it with him. (laughs) I love it. And it ends saying this, we will be called the holy people the redeemed of the Lord, you will be called sought out, sought after in some translations, a city not forsaken. You're not just going to be something that people hear about. People are going to seek it out. They're like, you have what I want. I'm coming to your house because what's going on with you is what I want in my life. What's happening around you is what I want birthed in my life. What's happening in your church, I just, I, I gotta get a hold of it because something is happening there. It's gonna be sought after. People are gonna want it. And I gotta tell you, it starts with the shifting of an identity. We have to begin to see that we're carrying what nobody else is carrying, that we're actually carrying that promise that says, God delights in me. We're carrying that thing that says, I'm married to God. (laughs) That's that's what's on my life. I've got his blessing. He brought his reward with him. (laughs) Awesome, okay. What does it mean for us, family momentum? Okay. First word in family momentum is family. Um, Here's what I believe. Definitely uh, the impressions that I had as I've been meditating on this is that God has favor for individual families represented here at Thrive. Your lives, you, your immediate family around you. God wants to see you blessed it's really interesting when you study scripture because you recognize that when God wants to do something he wants to move in the earth he actually um, he doesn't like want everybody's attention on him this is really interesting because what he, what he does is he's like you know what I'm gonna make them awesome so that everybody wants what they have and then they're gonna come and when they get there they're gonna find me That's actually a pattern that you see in scripture all throughout. Like, God releases it. He's not, he's like, don't think about humans. (laughs) That's not God's heart. He, like, wants to put his blessing on people. In scripture, every time people cry, like, go to the book of Judges, it's a great picture. Every time the people of Israel cried out to God, what did he send them? He sent them a man or a woman, in one case, Deborah. He sent them people that were going to carry the anointing necessary to bring the freedom they were crying out for. So when our city is saying, oh, we need this, guess what God's thinking? I have just the thing. It's you. When there are people in your neighborhood that are crying out for breakthrough from their brokenness to an end to the cycle of, of depression and, and drugs and, and, and uh, broken family relationships, uh, divorces, and there, there's all these kind of things going on throughout our city. When that's happening, and in their inner being, they're crying out, God, I wish this is this not what my, I pictured for my life. God says, I'm sending you. I have just the thing. (laughs) That's exactly what he does. And he's like, you know what? I've positioned them throughout the city. I've got my people working at that place and taking their kids to school at that place and running a business at that place. I've got my people doing this and that and the other thing all throughout culture. And he's like... They're just the thing. They're the answer that this world is crying out for. So I believe it actually looks like momentum on your family. God wants to do it in your family. Everybody say my family. Because if it doesn't get real enough that it actually happens to you, it's like all a dream, right? If, if the kingdom's like, well, some people get to experience God, Or some people see God's breakthrough, and I can, you know, I can once in a while, I can celebrate that when I'm in a really good mood. No, I mean, it's supposed to be for you. You who remind the Lord. (laughs) Don't let him rest until he's released the fullness of that in your life. Don't let him rest. All right. All right. God's favor on our church. That's the second thing I think it looks like. Um, okay. I have to wrap up here. Psalm 68 verse 6 says, God sets the lonely in families. We're talking about family. And our church is a place that represents family. We are an expression of God's family here. So when we're talking about momentum, there's going to be momentum here. His kingdom is family. We have a father. We have a son. That's that's family, right? Uh, we are each our sons and daughters of God. So there's, there's family that is just a picture of what God has in his kingdom. And there's going to be momentum on every picture of family. God's favor on individual families. And, and on thrive as well the other word there's momentum and i want to give you some quick thoughts on what momentum means these are definitions that i pulled out of different dictionaries um momentum means force or speed of movement that's a good word it means impetus that's created by motion the word momentum actually comes from the Latin word movement. There's movement that is, that is related to uh, momentum. That's what the, it's all about, movement. Something shifting, something changing. It's quantity expressing motion and velocity. It's not just like, well, it's going to roll down the hill. No, it's like it's going it's to go forward with thrust and power and force motion and velocity it means driving power or strength this is what God wants to release into your life, into our lives into our city through us, he wants to release something that momentum that's building something that's strong, it also figuratively refers to the tendency to repeat recent successes like it's building momentum. You had a success, that's awesome. Guess what's coming next? More success. You've had breakthrough, that's awesome. Guess what? What's, com- what's coming next is more breakthrough. Life just began to shift for you. You had a you had a, a moment where you stepped into a new reality. Guess what? There's more coming. There's more of that coming. All right well it means it means increased success growth and progress for your family in 2018 it means breakthrough and visibility for thrive in 2018 there's more i just this is like really s- simple stuff i tried to boil it down to make a nice quick presentation but this is what god wants to do all right your breakthrough is my breakthrough. Part of the idea of family is is that you celebrate what's going on with the rest of the family. Right? Family momentum. It's like, well, I get to celebrate your breakthrough. I woke up uh, one morning in the last few weeks and I had been thinking about this message i was going to preach and just what family momentum means and um i I literally i was just i was just laying in bed still kind of waking up um i wake up slowly in case you're wondering so i'm just like kind of laying there and thinking about life and thinking about what's coming next and i began to think about family momentum like what does that mean god and um i heard the lord say this your breakthrough is my breakthrough so, part of what I want to do, and what I feel like, is is the word of the Lord to us, is to is to begin to identify with those around you. You're not experiencing success like you want to. Well, find somebody else who is and celebrate that, because you celebrating that might release you to, to step into your breakthrough. It happens uh, all the time. Uh, Noah, where you at? But, you got those. I want to have him pass these out here really quick. So if you could maybe get some help, give a, give two to every person, every, every person gets two and here's, here's what they are. They're an opportunity for you to just identify some areas that you're pressing for, that you're believing God for in this year. Now, um, every every single one of you, whether you're a young child or whether you're grandma and grandpa, like my my wife and I, um, you know, God wants to, to to pull on your own hearts and, and he wants to to find out what is important to you. Now he knows, but he wants you to communicate it, and so do I. So one of these, I'm giving a card to I'm giving you each two because I thought you might like want to take one home with you and you know, put it wherever in your Bible or on your refrigerator or, or whatever. But I would love it if you would want to share with us what it is that you're pressing for. Because part of breakthrough is this. Your breakthrough is my breakthrough. So if I know what you're pressing for, then I can be praying with you. Then I, and I can also celebrate when it comes. When I know about it, I go, <laughs> you got that thing you've been a- asking God for. And we can celebrate that together. So, um, on there, um, on the cards, as you'll, as you'll see, if you, how many have them now? Does everybody have them, except for the uh, finally getting to the front row here? Everybody have one now? Yes. Okay, on the back, what you see, can I have one so I can tell them what's on the back? I forgot. No, (laughs) not really. There's a place for your name. I would love it if you'd want to share this with us, but if you don't want to share your name on the one that you're passing in to us, um, then you don't need to. It's optional. We're not really requiring that. But it would be wonderful if we knew, like, who is this that's pressing for that? area but if you don't want to share it you don't have to but um i I identified like four areas really quickly personal momentum what would look like breakthrough for you what would look like you moving forward motion momentum happening in your personal life what would that look like write that down spiritual momentum it's like what would what would momentum look like in your relationship with God? Like what would that, you know what would have to change? What would be different about what you would experience versus what you've been experiencing? What would it look like? What's your target? What are you' aiming at? Family, I want you to think about your 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 family I'm talking about like your uh like the people who live at your house with you, <laughs> your family, family <laughs> right? What would that look like? What do you want to see breakthrough there? Now, uh, there are some of us that so we could like fill out 10 of these cards easy. Because I'm like, I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that. I don't know about that thing. I want to happen. Just pick one. And then these, there's lots of these cards left over. If you want to fill another one out next week or two weeks from now or a month from now, we'll have them. Um, because we just, this is something that I, I, I believe in. I believe that we're going to see this year things change because there's momentum that's building and then that last one thrive momentum what do you what do you want your church to look like how many understand that this isn't just my church this is our church it's your church ultimately it's his church right what's he wanting to release here what does that look like? Put that down. And you can, again, uh, you don't need to fill all of this out right now. If you like, want to think about it, some of you are processors. You're like, I need to think on that. Go ahead. That's okay. You can take it with you and bring it back next week or a couple weeks from now. Um, if you have it now, you can fill one out now. And even if it's like partially filled out. And then, so this is really simple, right? You don't have to overthink it. Don't <laughs> like, well, I don't have one for number three. Okay, you can turn it in still. It's okay. And you can fill number three out again later. Um, Okay. Why don't we stand? I'm not going to really give you lots of time to do that. Um, um, You're like, I want some time to focus on this. You'll have as much as you want because you have all day to do this. doesn't have to be done right now. But... um, I'd really love it if, uh, maybe we have, where's the, can we get the, the, the offering basket, just one of them maybe, and we'll stick it right back here by that trash can, and if people want to drop some of one of these in on the way out today, they can, um, but I just want to take a minute and pray, and we're going to wrap it up here this morning. Jesus. Thank you, Father. God, I thank you for your incredible intentions over us. I Thank you, God, for what you want to do in the lives of each person here, in the families of every person here here, even those from England. (laughs) God wants to do amazing things. He's got momentum. He's got breakthrough. He's got, he's got motion. He's got, he's got amazing things. And I, Lord, I just thank you for it. Thank you, God, that you want to do something in my life. Thank you that, Lord, you want to move me from where I've been to a new place. God, that you want to break through, Lord, you want to, you want to cause expansion and increase and growth and fullness in my life, God. God right now, I just pray that you would that you would just release that grace for us to become that breakthrough, for us to believe it. Believe it about ourselves, Lord, those names of the past, forsaken and desolate and and forgotten. We just we just reject those because those are those are not our name. That's not what you say about us. You delight in us. Well, for those of us that need that that mindset shift to grab on to the new name that you're releasing. Delight, holy, sought after, married to the Lord. Well, just just give us the grace to shift that identity, to begin to see ourselves as your treasure, as your delight, the apple of your eye. Take away the old thoughts, the old mindsets. Those things that have kind of come in and, and uh, invaded our thinking because of our experience—we saw desolation, and we saw small things, and we saw this or that, or whatever it was that we we saw. It, it has, at times, it has it has framed our beliefs about us. God, shift that. Take it away old stuff gone new ideas your word your truth about us lord when we believe your truth god we are much more optimistic about our future (laughs) thank you god thank you jesus we love you lord bring about the fullness of your intention in our lives (laughs) don't let us miss out on one thing not one thing And God, I pray that you would just put in the hearts of this people, God, that desire to be the ones reminding you of your promise. Never letting you rest, not letting you turn your eyes away from here until you've accomplished the fullness of your intentions. Yeah, put that on us, that passion, that hunger for more that drive to say, I'm not letting you turn your head, God, I'm not letting you turn away from your blessing until we receive and experience the fullness. Put that on us, Lord. Ah, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. (laughs) Awesome.